Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Women's Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Noreen Doherty, and this week we have to start off with some sad news, unfortunately, as Hall of Fame basketball coach Billy Moore passed away last week at the age of 79 due to cancer. She was the former UCLA women's basketball coach who led UCLA to win the 1978 national championship. She was also the first ever U.S. Olympic women's basketball coach, leading Team USA to a silver medal at the 1976 Montreal Games, which that team consisted of players like Pat Summitt, Nancy Lieberman, Ann Myers-Drysdale, and Lucia Harris. In 1999, she was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, and also her and Pat Summitt were both inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in Knoxville that year when it opened. So I just want to send my condolences to Billy Moore's family, her former players, friends, the UCLA community, and really the whole women's basketball community as a whole. She was such a great leader of our game and such a role model for so many players, coaches, fans. So this is a tough loss for everyone, but really sending my love to her family as we're in the holiday season and obviously it's not fun to lose a loved one at this time of year. Obviously any time of year, but the holidays definitely make it a little bit tougher. So sending my love and thank you, Billy Moore, for all that you did for the game of women's basketball. So this past Sunday, we had a bunch of games. I feel like all of last week's games were pretty much played on Sunday, but I couldn't watch all of them because my husband was watching friggin' football. He was so worried about who he was playing in fantasy and he thought he was going to lose and then he ended up winning. So we had football on every friggin' TV and I was watching everything on live stats. Anyways, <laughs> we'll start off with the Basketball Hall of Fame showcase that was at Mohegan Sun um, down in Connecticut, which I didn't end up going to. I feel like I've been sick since friggin' Halloween. So I just woke up on Sunday and I was just not ready to go drive down there. Anyways, there are two games being played at Mohegan Sun. First one, number nine, UConn against Florida State. UConn ended up winning 85 to 77. Obviously, the biggest headline coming out of this was that Gino didn't coach the game. He experienced some flu-like symptoms during shoot-around, so he was advised not to coach the game. He also lost his mother on December 8th, and the funeral was early last week. So I'm sure he's just run down and a lot of things are going on in his life right now. So thinking of him and his family as they head into the holidays as well, but hopefully he's feeling rested and better now. So Chris Daly was the acting head coach for that game on Sunday, and she now remains undefeated at 14-0 when she takes over for Gino. Aaliyah Edwards was UConn's leader this game. She, like I said last week, I feel like she just gets better every single game. She's been phenomenal to watch from what I was able to watch of this game. She ended with a career high 26 points, had seven rebounds, two blocks, and assists. Lou Lopez Seneschal added 23 points, and she hit four threes in this game, and that's the fifth game this season where she has hit four threes. But Another big headline in this game for UConn was that Dorka Juhas and Nika Mule returned from injury, and it was like they didn't miss a beat. 
Juhas had 15 points, 9 rebounds, 5 blocks, 4 assists, 2 steals. I mean, talk about a loaded stat line. And then Mule, again, 6 points, 6 rebounds, 12 assists. It's like nothing was wrong with them and they just got right back into the flow of it. Florida State was led by freshman Tania Latson, which despite the loss, she won her sixth straight ACC Rookie of the Week honors this week. Sixth straight. She this This girl's pretty unbelievable and I can't wait to watch her throughout her collegiate career. But anyways, she had 24 points, three rebounds, three steals, two assists, and a block. But she fouled out with 644 to go in the fourth quarter. So that really hurt the Seminoles. Now with this week's poll coming out, UConn remains at number nine. I wonder if that'll change at all. Having a bit more healthy of a Husky team. I mean, they're still missing AZ, but We'll see. They're heading into Biggie's, more of Biggie's play than non-conference. Everyone's kind of closing out their non-conference schedules now. So they're not really, they're not facing too much tough competition, though the Big East looks a lot better this year, I have to say. So we'll see where they fluctuate on this AP poll. The second game was number 14, Iowa State, against number 25, Villanova, which Iowa State won 74 to 62. All five of Iowa State's starters scored in double figures in this game, with three of them having double doubles. Ashley Jones had 17 points, 10 rebounds. Stephanie Suarez, 14 points, 11 rebounds. And then Emily Ryan had 16 points, 10 assists, and nine rebounds. So just one rebound away from a triple double. If I was her, I would have been so pissed. <laughs> But then Danae Fritz added 13 points and Lexi Donarski had 10. So, I mean, when you have a starting five that is contributing like that, you're going to be tough to beat. Iowa State led 42 to 23 at the half. Then Villanova started the second half on an 8-0 run and outscored the Cyclones in both the third and fourth quarters, but their first half deficit was just too much to come back from. Maddie Seagrass, per usual, led the Wildcats with 32 points, 12 rebounds, 4 blocks, 2 assists, and a steal. Iowa State remains at number 14, while Villanova falls out of the, this week's poll, which I hate to see, but hopefully they can climb back in soon. Fun fact from this game, Jones and Seagrist are ranked 1st and 3rd among all active Division I players in career scoring. Jones has 2,562 career points, and Seagrass has 2,148. So I thought that was a fun little tidbit that I found in the Villanova recap. So shout out to Villanova's SID, Dean Kenefick. He always has the best little stat tidbits. I love it. There were two other games on Sunday that had a lot of eyes on them. First one being number two Stanford at Tennessee, which that game was tied up 35 to 35 at the half. And Tennessee was up 58 to 53 heading into the fourth quarter. But Stanford came out on top, winning 77 to 70. Cameron Brink was the star of this one. 26 minutes, 21 points, 17 rebounds, six blocks, two assists. Though she's still having trouble with the fouls. She had four fouls in this game, which is why she was limited to 26 minutes. 
She's only fouled out once this year, though, and that was in the game against South Carolina. So I know ESPN put out an article about her and how she was saying that she's trying to work on her foul problem, and it's really just reading the refs and how they're blowing the whistle each game. So we'll see how her foul situation is come Pac-12 play. Now, Tennessee has Rakia Jackson back. She missed two games after head coach Kelly Harper announced that she wasn't playing due to a coach's decision. So she missed that big Virginia Tech game and then Chattanooga. She played this game, but didn't start. She scored 14 points, so she's still a big contributor, someone that the Vols really look to, but she's not starting. So I don't know. Nobody knows why she didn't play. All we know is that it was a coach's decision. So there's definitely more to the story that we're not hearing about. So I guess we'll see if she gets that starting position back in the near future. The other game that I was actually able to watch because I told my husband there was no way I was missing this one was number five Notre Dame at number six Virginia Tech. Notre Dame ended up winning 63-52 to and handed Virginia Tech their first loss of the season. So the Hokies open ACC play at 0-1. Olivia Miles, again, unbelievable. 16 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals, and a block. Just everywhere. Offensive, defensive, everything. And then also Lauren Ebo. I want to see more of her. I don't know why she's not starting. I don't know if they're just keeping her as the first sub so she can get sixth player of the year or something, but she had 15 points and she was seven for 10 from the floor. She's very efficient and I love watching her play in the post. She's she's just amazing. She's aggressive. She works hard down there to get the ball and get to the hoop. So like I said, I just want to see more of her. I would love to see her start, but We'll see what Neil Ivey decides. I mean, Notre Dame's still number five this week. They're obviously doing something well. They're not going to change it up until something ain't working. On the Hokies side, they were led by Georgia Amore with 20 points and four assists. And then Elizabeth Kitley, 16 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks, and two assists. She's another fun player that I love to watch. She's just so long. She just takes up so much space and just can pick the rebound above people's heads like right out of the basket but at halftime the game was tied at just 22 to 22 it was a very very defensive first half then tech led by three heading into the fourth quarter but notre dame just went on a tear they outscored the Hokies 23 to 9 in the final frame so like i said notre dame stays at number five and tech drops just two spots to number eight so they're still top 10 It's like, I don't know how far up, I don't know how far up Virginia Tech could climb in these polls. It's just like the top 10 is so stacked. It's crazy. I've never, I feel like I've never been so impressed by a top 10 before. But we also got an update on Ashley Owusu. She has a broken pinky and is out indefinitely. So that is a huge blow to the Hokies. I would have loved to seen her play in this game. I think it would have been a totally different game. She just would have changed. She would have changed so much of this game. So I I don't know. I'm hoping she's not out for the whole season. That would suck. That would that would be so horrible. I hope she can come back at least for the playoffs. But I mean, how long does a broken pinky think take to, 
take to improve, to heal? I don't know. But I mean, depends on which hand it is. I don't even know which hand. That's a tough one. But hopefully she can rest, recover, heal, and get back as soon as possible. Now, the other big game I want to talk about, which was not on Sunday, it was on Saturday, was number 21, Arkansas, against number 16, Creighton. Arkansas walked away with an 83-75 to victory. They maintained their lead for the majority of the game, though Creighton came within four down the stretch, but were unable to take the lead. Arkansas was led by Samara Spencer with 26 points, including five three-pointers, and Sailor Poffenbarger, 16 points, 11 rebounds. Creighton was led by Morgan Molly, who finished just shy of a double-double with 24 points and nine rebounds. Arkansas moves to number 17, while Creighton falls to number 21. I feel like Creighton has taken a lot of weird losses this year, and I'm surprised to see them still in the top 25. So we'll see what happens when they play in the Big East. Because like I said, the Big East seems pretty competitive this year. I think a lot of teams will give them a run for their money. But Arkansas remains undefeated at 13-0. and They're one of just 10 teams that remain undefeated. All are ranked except Virginia. I'm still shocked that Virginia is not in the top 25. They're 11-0 and right now. They're playing Duke tomorrow, Wednesday, December 21st. So I think if they win that game, that might be enough to push them into the top 25. But we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm shocked. They're the only one of the 10 undefeated teams that are not ranked. Why? I don't know. I need to ask an AP poll voter because I don't know. <laughs> okay, there's two jumps in the poll that I want to talk about this week. And that's LSU jumps into the top 10. They're still undefeated at 12-0. and And their most recent win was this Sunday at the Maui Classic over Oregon State, 87-55. Angel Reese had 25 points. 20 rebounds, and she's averaging 24.5 points and 14.1 rebounds. Her rebounds per game lead the nation. LSU opens SEC play on December 29th against Arkansas, which I can't wait for that. I think that'll be, it's finally competition for LSU, which is what I've been talking about since the season started. LSU hasn't played anyone that is giving them any trouble. I think Arkansas is going to give them a hard time. I know Angel Reese is amazing and seems unstoppable with the numbers that she's producing. But again, as I've been saying over and over again, they haven't had a challenge yet. Arkansas is going to be that challenge. So I'm, I'm so looking forward to that game and I can't wait to see what happens. If LSU will trail it all, how close it's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. The other movement in the poll is with Villanova out, someone's got to come in, and that's St. John's. They're 11-0, and it's their first ranking since 2015. They're coming off a 63-55 win over Providence this past Sunday. And on December 4th, they're also one of those weird losses that Creighton has. Creighton, who was ranked 13 at the time, lost 66-62 in New York in Big East action. So 
this is where I get a little bit confused and troubled here. <laughs> Why is St. John's in the top 25 and not UVA? I'm, I'm confused. I feel like Virginia is just playing a lot better. They seem to have a more of a stacked and balanced roster than St. John's. Again, I don't know. I'm not a voter, but I'm just, why, why St. John's and not Virginia? My only guess for why it's St. John's and not Virginia is that St. John's has a win over a ranked opponent and Virginia does not. Virginia has ACC games coming up, and I mean, there's four teams ranked from the ACC, so they're going to have some tough games, some ranked games, and if they get any victories over those tough teams, then I think that'll propel them into the top 25. All right, that is it for this week's episode. I'm sorry if you heard little feet pitter-pattering in this episode. <laughs> my daughter woke up in the middle of it and my husband's home, so he's playing with her and she just runs around nonstop and I'm in the basement recording. <laughs> so, but anyways, there will be no episode next week. I'm just going to take the time to spend it with family. I'm also going to visit one of my friends down in Virginia who just bought a house so I'm just going to take the week for myself and my family, and then we'll be back in the new year and conference games will be well underway. So everyone have happy holidays. Enjoy this time with friends and family. Get some time to relax, and I will see you next year. Until 2023. Bye, y'all. <laughs>